Good morning to everybody. Bezras Hashem Yisbarach. We're up to share number forty-five. Okay, today we're learning Lerfush Lema Avraham Tzvi Ben Fega Shetakhava Refush Lema Besoch Shar Chayle Yisrael. Okay, today I just want to finish off with the halachas <coughs> of the spoon ladle, and then Bezras Hashem move on to the next thing. Um, so just yesterday we ended off saying we were discussing about if somebody serves a hot soup from a klirishin off the fire, scoops out two or three times. Um, puts the soup, again, this applies to all uh, davalach, all liquids, but we're using the soup, that's our best example. It could also be a soupy chalant, where it's not a daviyavish, but in general, the regular soup that we know, chicken soup or the like, is the easiest example to work with. So again, he scoops out two or three times, puts it into the bowl, um, uh, he has a dry spoon, again, from the drawer, and that spoon does not stay in the pot. So then that bowl that he puts it into could become, could be, it is halachically, has a halachic status as a kli shlishi, whereby he would be able to allow, he is allowed to put in matzah, challah, crouton, salt, and the like into that kli shlishi. Now, as far as the spoon itself goes, we said to wipe it off. But um, if the person is putting the spoon back right away, sometimes the droplets do not cool off very fast. So one would have to know um, the same thing also by a cup. If the droplets don't cool off so fast, he, he scoops out, puts the spoon right back in. Uh, mamish within a second or two, uh, probably we could say that the, the droplets would not be cooling off fast enough, whereby he would have to wipe it off. So then he would not have to go through the whole tircha every time, scoop out, wipe off the spoon, scoop out, wipe off the spoon. Uh, but if he does leave the spoon on the table, or he keeps the spoon out of the pot for a extended, uh, you know, quite a few seconds, let's say, or whatever, then the droplets will be cooling off right away. Rabbi Moshe talks about this also by a cup. For example, if somebody's using a klisheni, uh, making his cup into a klishlishi to put into coffee, like we said, the best way, Lafira Moshe making coffee uh, in general, even the instant coffee, just to be careful for the sometimes roasted beans or the like, you want to make it into a klishlishi when you put it into the second cup to, te- to make sure... Um, the, first, the second cup, make sure the second cup is dry. But again, I have this also when I use the plastic cup. So when I put it back, I, if I'm doing it right away, I will not wipe off the cup right away uh, because of the fact that the droplets don't have a chance to cool down. So the same thing would apply with the spoon. If you're scooping, put in the pot, scooping, put in the pot right away, then you, you don't have to worry about the droplets um, cooling down. Okay, that's number one. Number two, if the uh, substance that's on the spoon itself is a daviyavesh, for example, dried a dried up bean from chalant, or a piece of dried up rice or stew or the like, again, a daviyavesh, a dry side item that was dried up on the spoon. One, halachically, I mean, to clean it is a separate issue, but we're talking about halachically, and that food was totally previously cooked from before, halachically, one would not have to go ahead and clean off the spoon and wipe off that piece of cholent or that little piece of rice or something else that was stuck onto the spoon, because again, that's a davayavish, it was fully cooked. And even though he's putting it back into a klirishin off the fire, ein bishalacha bishal on a davayavish. It's only there, like we said, when it's something liquid and liquid droplets, and those liquid droplets actually cooled down. And only then would he have to go ahead and wipe off the spoon halachically.
And as far as the droplets in the bowl too, the way he's putting the soup into, like we said, um, in the pot, if the spoon, the ladle was left in the pot, thereby making it a klirisha. Now when he goes and scoops out and puts it into a bowl, the bowl should be dry because you have iroi klirisha. And you're pouring from a klirisha, which is not a spoon that was left in the pot. Um, but again, if the spoon was left or the ladle was left outside the pot, the bowl that he pours the soup into does not have to be dry because the ladle does have a din of a kli. Shaney um, in in that factor. Again, it's not left in the pot. Klishaney pouring it into a separate bowl, which would make that bowl a klishlishi. That bowl does not have to be dry from either water or previous soup. Just to plain pour it in would not be a problem. But if this spoon was left in the pot, it's irrequely reshine from the spoon into the bowl. He should make sure the bowl is dry from previous liquids, whether cooked or not. Another interesting case, sometimes somebody has hot sauce um, and he wants to put hot sauce onto meat <clears throat> and the sauce, let's say, has a din of a davalacha, flowing type of a sauce. The same thing would apply if the spoon was left in the klirishon where the sauce was cooked up. Now he wants to pour it onto a piece of meat. Um, that's on the plate, that will be okay. The piece of meat that was totally fully cooked to go and smear that sauce while it's still yet let's by onto that piece of meat is no problem. But to go and pour the sauce, sometimes people have raw vegetables and they want to pour some sauce from that clearisha whereby the spoon was left in the... Um, in the pot, that would be a problem. That would be also to do. Again, it's eroically reshine from the spoon that was left in the pot, pouring it, pouring that hot sauce onto raw vegetables. One should not do that also. If the spoon was left outside of the pot, he now wants to take some of that hot sauce and pour it, like we said, onto uh, breadcrumbs, matzah, or uh, uncooked liquids or the like. That would be okay, again, if the spoon or ladle was left outside of the pot. But even in such a case, we mentioned raw vegetables, even to go ahead and pour the hot sauce onto raw vegetables would be a problem. The only thing that would be mutter across the board, like we said, is a piece of fully cooked meat, a piece of fully cooked chicken, because ain't bishel achar bishel on a dove yavish. So I just want to take a minute to talk about nifsa kakiluach, the flow, whether it's from the klirishain onto food or from the spoon onto food or the like. We've mentioned in the past that the flow, in order to have a real iroi, a real halachic status of pouring, it has to be a straight flow. It can't be a broken flow. Once it's a broken flow, in other words, a straight flow, yeah, iriklirishain, iriklishaini, but once it's a broken flow, like it starts to drip, or the connection from the from one cleat to another is not there, in other words, it's space in the middle, it's a larger drip or a smaller type of a drip from the spoon or from the pot, it has a din of the next cleat. So, for example, somebody takes a klirishain and he starts to pour into a klishaini, if it starts to drip or it's going like a little bit globby, whereby it's not connected to the pot, we're going to say that that drip, that flow, is has a din of a kli shani and not of a kli rishain. So once the connection between the kli rishain and the food in the plate is now cut off, thereby it makes the flow, the flow itself, actually into a klisheni. So lemaisa, this, <coughs> excuse me, it's just something I wanted to throw out there. Lemaisa, it's not so mistabra and halacha that we use this too much. It doesn't come up too often. Usually it is a straight flow, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Sometimes it, it, it is used in certain shilas of Bishal. One should be aware that once the flow is broken, whether dripping or larger globs and the connection between the first kli and the second kli is broken, it now has a din of the second kli. Again, irikli rishon, it strips, globs, it's broken, nifsa kakiluach, a broken flow, it now has a din of a kli sheni. We should all just keep that in mind.
Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Hatzlacha Rabbit, everybody, cultive.